weeks in a row. Welcome back to the Markout Movie Podcast. I'm sorry, Aaron. Go ahead. Go ahead, Benny. I'm Brandon Spavi. I'm Aaron Whitlow, and we are the Markout Movie Podcasters. Uh, Brandon kicked it off. Uh, this week, we are going to be discussing uh, Captain America, uh, the Winter Soldier, uh, but we have a couple of things to talk about before then. First, I want to mention, um, uh, first, thank you all for listening and tuning in, or thank you all for watching this if you're watching this. Uh, my TV just turned on and is loading YouTube for no apparent reason whatsoever. Hold up. <laughs> all right, let me mute this because that was going to be bad. Yeah. All right. Uh, anyway, um, let's discuss. So uh, we are going to be uh, – first thing I want to mention is – Recently, uh, this week, I uh, heard that a wrestler that was in WWA named Logan Legit, uh, he actually passed away passed away from a uh, uh, in a car car accident. Um, uh, he, as far as I, I'm understanding, he passed away today. I didn't know him personally, but I know a couple of people that work with WWA in Owensboro or Evansville that that area, uh, and I I want to send uh, my love and prayers and thoughts to them to uh, Logan Legit and his family and his friends. And I believe that the show that they're having is going to be in dedication to him. Um, so thoughts and praise to him, uh, his family and friends and those that knew him and loved him. Uh, hate to hear of anyone passing away. And I just want to start it off by saying thoughts and praise to, to him. Uh, secondly, uh, talking about, and I saw you share this, the game retires. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on uh, Triple H, Paul Levisque, uh retiring. Uh, I mean, what can you say? He literally done it all. I mean, I never was his biggest fan by any means, but I respect him tremendously. Uh, where he started in WWE as to Hunter Hearst Hamsley and where it grew. <laughs> I think if anyone grew, no one grew more than he did. As character development, uh, no one. I can't think of one person, not even The Undertaker. I Triple H just, he started so small. <laughs> and he just kept growing and growing. It became the game. And I just, the stuff with DX is great. Uh, evolution, the, the authority. Uh, I mean, he just, he had a career that's Hall of Fame worthy twice. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. It's over. Actually. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh any and even in his you know hastening to kind of emulate um Rick Flair, uh he he also was a part of Evolution. two two great stables with DX yeah. and uh and Evolution. And Evolution is was within themselves actually excellent stable. And uh and uh, not only that but just his work with NXT uh, oh, was yeah, like, yeah. like it, it, you feel it was such a, sh a shift or such a change in what NXT was behind uh, Hunter uh, versus what, what we have it is now, you know, or what we had is prior to that. So, you know, he's, he's uh, his mind for wrestling uh, was like, he loved the business and, uh, and, you know, I, uh, but I can understand him having to retire and everything. But yeah, I I'm thankful. I got to. I got, I'm thankful I got to see him live before. 
So here, here as Hunter Hurst Simsley, and I seen him in his Triple H uh, form as well. So yeah, I saw him tw- twice, I think, against Undertaker at WrestleMania twenty-seven, mm-hmm. and against Brock Lesnar at. It wasn't WrestleMania. It was the pay-per-view after that, the Steel Cage, where Brock won. Uh, that's what I remember seeing. I may have seen more, but I remember those two matches. Um, he was great, though. I mean, he, he has a Hall of Fame-worthy career twice, in my opinion. I think he's actually – because I knew Rick was, like, his mentor and everything. He wanted to be like him. You could tell that in Evolution. But I think he's bigger than Ric Flair, in my opinion. Um, I think he surpassed. He surpassed Rick, uh, honestly, no doubt, in yeah. my opinion. Um, but yeah, his his uh, his his. Um, I still remember watching his return uh, once he returned from his uh, his torn quad. Yeah, uh, I remember. I remember watching when he tore his quad, and I remember watching his return from his quad uh, rehab. And uh, and the pop he got, the uh, the feeling I felt it, man. I was watching at home, and I got goosebumps. Just you know, like he was came out swole, and you know, it's like yeah. man, it just was like it was it a was great a special feeling. moment. Yeah, it really was. And like you said, I've never really been a big mark for uh, for Triple H, but uh, I absolutely respected his game, and I always respect his game. I, I always thought that he's one of the best um, in the business, and so. Um, but yeah, uh, I want to actually ask you now, before we get to Captain America, what you watched. So anything uh, noteworthy? Jack, no, not Jack Reacher. The show I thought that was really good. Um, Movie-wise, nothing came out last week. I don't think so. Nah, that's about it. Reacher. <laughs> um, well, I on the other hand. Uh, I've been a bit busy, so uh, starting with that, did I mention turning red when I watched it? I think you maybe briefly mentioned it last week, maybe. Yeah. Oh, show wise, uh, I was able to get some screeners for uh, uh the new Moon Knight um, uh, Marvel movie, a show that's on uh, going to be on Disney Plus. I'm not able to talk about it yet because of embargo. Uh, but I will talk, I will discuss it. Uh, should be able to discuss it by next episode. Um, so I'll be able to tell you what I found, what I thought about it. Uh, but turning red, I did enjoy uh, from Disney and Pixar. I thought it was great. Um, uh, the it, I've been vibing off of it ever since seeing it, and I, I loved it. Uh, I did see Medea Homecoming. I don't know if I mentioned that. Uh, yeah, I, I gave it. A higher ratings than I really thought. Uh, it said, later on, I don't feel the same way about it. Uh, Kimmy, I thought Kimmy was an excellent movie. It's on HBO Max. Um, it's with uh, uh, Lenny Kravitz's daughter. Um, she's great in it. Um, it's really like a uh, like almost like a spy or suspense type of uh, movie. The Adam Project was excellent. Ryan Reynolds was great in it. The kid that played Little Ryan Reynolds uh, it was great. Uh, it was a it was a good movie. Um, it was a good movie. I recommend uh, you watch it. And then Cheaper by the Dozen, the new Disney Plus version of Cheaper by the Dozen. I had fun with that movie. Uh, I laughed several times. Um, 
and I'm glad to see just another version of Cheaper by the Dozen. I like the one with Steve Martin. Never seen the original one from like um, I don't know the 50s or 60s. I have no idea when that came out, but uh, that's all I saw. Uh, any any questions, Brandon? You saw a lot. <laughs> I did see a lot. Um, um, Fuzz says, "Hey." Uh, he also says, "Gas is expensive. Don't travel to do a podcast anymore." Facts. Um, and then re remote podcasting is good enough. And lastly, the Adam Project is the kind of movie you get in a Happy Meal. Oh, I liked it. I liked it. But then again, I also like Happy Meals. So come at me. <laughs> Are you Happy Meals, do you, Aaron? <laughs> not, not lately. But, uh, you know, when I was a kid, I was all about some Happy Meals. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all right. Were you ready to get into the meat and potatoes of the podcast? Yeah, yeah. Before the camera cuts out, Captain America, the Winter Soldier. All right, so uh, you know what the year this movie came out? 2014. All right, 2014. Uh, and it stars Chris Evans again. Uh, it has uh, Anthony Mackie coming up as uh, Falcon. Uh, we have a little bit of uh, Natasha uh, Romanoff again, aka. Scarlett Johansson, Sam Jackson as uh, Fury still, and we got a bunch of people, uh, but no pure, I don't know, Robert Redford, I guess you can consider him the villain in this. Um, Definitely the villain in this movie, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I mean. We're going to talk about Robert. Oh, we're going to talk about it. At least I am. <laughs> all right. Um, but, uh, don't forget Frank Grillo. His bones. Bones, yes. bones. But, yeah. yeah, where do you know him from other than Marvel? Uh, let's see, he did the um, the Purge sequel, Fart oh, yeah, 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 sequel two and three. That's when I really grabbed onto him because I thought he was great and I thought they were they were pretty good movies, even though they weren't really horror movies, they're more action oriented. Uh, that's when I really started to notice him. Then he got a hold of Marvel. He did a Skyline sequel too, but I haven't seen that. But he does these little bitty—I don't want to say they're straight to video, but sometimes he'll pop in like uh, Cop Shop. He was in Cop—he was in Cop Shop. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes he'll pop in a, a little action thriller that goes to theaters, and sometimes they'll go straight to streaming. But you know, I, I always enjoy watching him, regardless. I, I forgot to mention uh, Sebastian Stan. Stein and yeah. uh, Bucky yourself. Barnes. Uh, well, he was, and it's not to uh, underplay him. Uh, Sebastian people, Sebastian did an excellent job. Um, I, I absolutely, uh, first of all, uh, just no mystery. I absolutely love this movie. Brandon mentioned when he wrote uh, the um, the uh, teaser for this uh, episode, he says that this is the best Marvel movie uh wow, in cinematic said, MCU history. I said arguably. Arguably. And I, I you were gonna I, argue it. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna argue it because I think that you're you're correct. I mean I think about the fact that I do like uh obviously Endgame and I like those other ones. Uh and uh I like No Way Home, but it's not technically a Marvel film as it's more of a Sony film but Marvel Marvel adjacent. But I would say that um I would say that straight up Marvel this is the best Marvel film. And I think 
it's not your usual Marvel movie. It's it's it feels like it's a real political thriller in a Marvel Cinematic Universe, and I've, I haven't seen that one. That's with Mel Gibson, isn't it? Boss, oh, Brandon, remember you got to mention what you're referring to because there's some people just listening. Oh yeah, boss it. level, Frank Grillo's best movie. Uh, I haven't seen it. I Mel, but I have not seen it. On Steve. your left. Yeah. Yeah, on yeah. your left. Uh, but yeah. Uh, How many times? <laughs> I liked it. And and it came up later on in Endgame. So yeah. Uh, I loved it, man. Uh, just absolutely thought that this movie is phenomenal. Uh, uh, so what is your, what's some of the things that stood out to you in this film? Uh, I think Chris as uh, Captain America, uh, I felt he wasn't chained as much as he was in the first Avenger. Um, I liked Nick Fury's uh, little portrayal here. I uh, I loved, you may not agree with me on this one, but I loved Robert Redford. But I, I love Robert Redford. Like, I don't look at him in this movie. Like, if, he, if it had been me, I'd have been with him. Because <laughs> the way he, he can con you, the way he speaks, you just man, this guy he knows what he's doing. He, he makes it sound good, even though it's wrong. He makes it sound so good. He's a he's a seasoned uh he's a seasoned veteran, man. Yes, I, I mean I just I love him. I love seeing him in this movie. Um I like Frank Grillo as well. He's kind of the main henchman for Robert Redford, besides the Winter Soldier. Um you know, but you didn't really know his motivation for anything. He just he was he a yes man. You didn't know. I didn't know he was crossbones at this point. So, I didn't um, really know his motivation. Really. Yeah, I think that. Um, I think that, uh, like for for one, we talk about Samuel Jackson, who um, we start with Captain America going through like this, uh, going through this, like doing this mission with Scarlet, uh, with Natasha, uh, Black Widow, and uh, she and. Uh, but she has her own secret mission, but her mission is to find out exactly who is trying to steal intel from uh, Shield. I, I guess it's what I, I took from it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and come to find out, there is um, uh, what is uh, Hydra is very well, very much alive, and Robert Redford is the head, currently the head of Hydra, <laughs> and uh, and I thought that it was like. When, when the moment that uh, they try to take out Samuel Jackson, I thought that was just like an amazing scene. Well, like that whole that whole scene was just crazy. Yeah, it, it was it was brilliant, and not just from an action standpoint, just telling your story. I mean, this political thriller, you know, it it, it, it was amazing back in 2014, and it's amazing in 2022. This movie has aged so well. If, I honestly believe it came out this year. <laughs> it's been eight years, but I, I, it's it holds up. Like yeah. whereas some of the other ones don't hold up as much. This mm-hmm. one just from this point for where we started with Iron Man to right here, in which is like five years, right? Mm-hmm. It just it, it feels so much bigger you know this is where we started this movie like, is the most mature of the yeah at this point it's the most 
it feels like an a, a, an adult movie. Like it sounds weird. It sounds it feels like a grown up movie. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, a, it does like a mature film. Uh, yeah. So it has that like Captain America. You, it's no mistake. Iron Man is like the big. He, he's the if you will. He's the he's the HBK of Marvel. He's like the showstopper. He's the uh, the the Mr. WrestleMania. That's him. And I would say that um, Captain America would be the hunter of the bunch. He's the uh, he's the meticulous, calculated, like down to business. I mean that like I, I know we have the DX image, but we're talking about like just the yeah. cerebral assassin. That's Hunter, um, or you could say it's more of the Winter Soldier. But you know, um, which we got to talk about him as well. But yeah, I would uh, uh, even. I would say Captain America is more of the Undertaker. Mm. You take the dead man character out of it, you, you straight up Undertaker. <laughs> you know the boss. Like yeah, the, he's like he don't joke. You know he, he gets he gets stuff done. He's business, and yeah. uh, he's all about he's like uh, like about following orders and things like that. Yeah. And my favorite scene in this movie, other than the big car chase scene with uh, um, Nick Fury. Is uh gotta be the elevator scene. Um, yeah, that was a great with, one too. With, with Cap and he's uh he says, Now, before we start, is there anyone that would like to get off? <laughs> you know, because you know he's about to destroy everyone on yeah. that uh on that uh <laughs> elevator. Yeah, elevator. It's great, man. Uh yeah, I love that scene. I also love the scene where Nick Fury gets shot and in Cap's apartment. And he's chasing the Winter Soldier. That I thought that was great too. It was well shot, well lit. I mean, man, every scene in this movie just—it almost stands out. Every single one. I mean, it just—it yeah. it didn't do no wrong. I never lost, you know, my sense of attention. I yeah. Didn't check the phone. I was like, I was zoned in for the two hours and what 10, 15 minutes it was, and I was like, I didn't want it to end. I didn't. I, I absolutely loved it. I, and it made but, me think that, like, watching it, I could see why Captain America is the, is, as you said, the boss. He's the boss. He's the, because he just, he, he, he had his moral compass is like, he will do what he has to do to, uh, you know, protect the innocent, to yeah. uh, make sure that, you know, that Hydra doesn't win, you know, uh, and and I love that he has Falcon introduce introduces his BFF <laughs> Falcon. I, well, I, I will say that we, we know that Winter Soldier is his best best friend for real. Yeah. But 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 Falcon Falcon becomes a, a literal wingman for him, you know. And so, what did you think about Anthony Mackey uh, um, and F the Falcon character? Uh, you know. Watching it the first time, I didn't know. I remembered him from Eight Mile <laughs> with Eminem. Um, that's about all I knew about him. Uh, but watching this, he impressed me. He impresses me even more. Uh, I will be looking forward to the when no was it Falcon and Winter Soldier show when yeah. I actually do get Disney Plus. <laughs> but I look. I will look forward to. I will look forward to him eventually becoming Cap in a movie. Uh, I know what's happening, and 
I, he, he impressed me. I, I cared about his character as Falcon. I thought him and Steve Rogers have a nice bond in this movie. It, it feels authentic. You know, it felt real. It, it didn't feel fake. And one of my favorite scenes between them is actually when uh, Falcon says, you know, he's going to be there. You're going to have to take him out. He's not the same guy you remember. He doesn't know who you are. And, you know, Steve's like, I'm going to save him. Um, he will remember, <laughs> you know, he's, he's, he's determined to have him remember who he was, that they were friends, you know, so. This movie also deals with a lot of uh, PTSD. Yeah. Uh, you know, so did, uh, so did Iron Man 3, it did as well, uh, with uh, him uh, trying to figure out how to live life after coming back from that, that falling from the sky and taking on aliens he's like iron man tony was still trying to cope with that in this movie we have uh anthony mackie uh you know falcon who uh works uh he he helps uh in like a support group uh for uh people um suffering from P ptsd soldiers rather um and then you have on the flip side of that uh winter soldier who for all intents and purposes is suffering from ptsd uh, in, a, in, in, a, in an extreme form, plus suffering from being uh, like he's a he's a uh, uh, he's MIA, he's MIA or POW, like he was a guy that's been uh, uh, experimented on, made to create to be a soldier against his will. He is essentially a killing machine, not because he desires to be one, but because he was made to be that. And uh, yeah. And uh, he has no free will. He's a slave to <laughs> Robert Redford, <laughs> so, um, who is in themselves Hydra. So, yeah. Uh, what's your thoughts on uh, Sebastian Stan? Um, I love Bucky, like, hands down. He's who I really wanted to be the new Cap. When I first saw the, you know, I knew that, you know, Steve eventually – he, he walked away from it. And, and there, there was two versions. I know that Falcon becomes Cap and Bucky becomes Cap. And I was kind of hoping Bucky would from the first Avenger. But I know I'm, I'm kind of cool with the Winter Soldiers. You know, I'm kind of cool with that. I think Sebastian did a great job here. I loved him in first Avenger. I love him more in this. And I know I know it's coming. So it's, it's just going to be a pleasure to see how he changes with each performance. You know, how he grows. And uh, I think he's one of the few that, you know, have a huge story arc by not being the main, you know, Got player, it. Yeah. you know. And uh, I, I, I look forward to everything he does. I, I think he's a tremendous actor. And um, I love him as Bucky slash the Winter Soldier. I thought he did great. Yay. Uh, Maria. Motors. Yeah. You got to miss Bucky. Miss Bucky, huh? What? Who's Miss? Who's Miss? Are you saying you miss Bucky? You talking to me or are you talking to somebody I'm else? I'm talking to you. No, I, I didn't say I miss Bucky. I just said uh, I love Bucky. Oh, okay. It sounded like you said something else. Anyway, I said Kobe Smolders, uh pops up as uh, oh, yeah. Maria Hill again. Uh, she, uh, I, I want her to eventually get a bigger, bigger part, um, like. In, in another movie, you know, because I think that she's, um, I like her, I like her as an actress. 
Um, and uh, she's she's like Nick Fury's right hand uh, person after uh, obviously um, Agent um, what he he died. Come on, what's Coulson. his name? Coulson, yeah, Agent Coulson. So um, I, I I want her to get a bigger role, but I think she she uh, she did in this. Like she she's like there's some people have information that needs to know information. She's one of those that need to know the information uh scarlet has information that cap didn't have yep. he didn't need to know that information at the time but none of them know what uh no none of them know what fury knows and uh and hill so those two like they know they they like pretty much up there like that clearance level is like up well obviously uh fury has the highest clearance level so or does he or does he? Well, I, he got he got locked out by uh, Robert Redford. Yeah, uh, I, I'm gonna just call him Robert Redford. Um, it's fine. He's he's such a great villain, and, but he's so like you say, he's so smooth with it. He he's is. Like, he, he really feels like a villain. He, he's not evil and maniacal. He's like, yeah, I'm just. This is what's best for the nation. We know what's best yeah. for the nation. <laughs> you know. I mean, he. I think he truly is looking out. He's like he's trying to fix the problems, you know. We can kill whatever thousands, twenty thousand people, but we can save like seven billion, you know. Is that what essentially what uh, Thanos does though? Like, yeah, uh, he yeah. does. Uh, he does on a grander scale though. Yeah. Um, so I mean, he it's collateral damage, and he's okay with collateral damage. Nick Fury, on the other hand, is not okay with it. <laughs> so I mean, I mean. I thought Robert played it well. I mean, perfectly, honestly. I, I, you know, he's not one of the. He's one of those thinking villains. Like also, Civil War has another thinking villain, um, very smart villain that doesn't have to use brute force. I like those type of villains actually. And we're I know a lot of people. Why well, not? I'm gonna say a lot. But I know there are some people who have problems with the villain in Civil War, and we'll get to it. I'm sure some people had problems with Pierce. Well. A.K. Robert Rufford. Something about <laughs> villains that um, that outwit you, out outwit you. Yeah. Uh, that are scarier. Like if you think about it, um, like Lex Luthor. Uh, think about uh, Joker. I'm thinking mainly about Heath's Joker. Um, he was so witty and so ahead of you, uh, and you didn't even, like he and you play right into his trap. And you know, and it's scarier because he's like he really he was nonchalant about okay, I kill you if that what has to happen. You know, it's like it was like it doesn't really matter to him, but it wasn't like you know, like if you think about Bane or you think well, although he was a bit of an intellectual as well, but if you think about like someone that's like uh think about the dude from Iron Man too, um Mick, Mickey Rourke character he was brute force yeah you know he was like smashing and, and boom 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 although at the end he kind of started thinking like a mad scientist but you know um it didn't get him as far as say he ledger got with what he did yeah. no he fledger outsmarted them all so i mean you know well his joker outsmarted them all i should say mm -hmm. um even Batman, how smart Batman! He made he made Batman the villain by the end of the movie, and that was his that was his aim. That was his yeah. aim. 
you know, take yeah. their white shining knight and turn him, which he did with Harvey Dent, which caused Batman to make the choice because he couldn't allow Harvey to be the villain, not to the people anyway. So yeah, I, I love characters like that though. But Joker, he may not have been forceful, but man, he was so great. He yeah. he is great. <laughs> but yeah, so, so but, with, with Robert Redford, uh, his character in this movie, he was he was a villain that um, uh, Ale- Alexander Pierce, yeah, is his name. Um, Pierce was a villain that that um, felt somewhat presidential. He he, I, I believe like you truly believe that Nick Fury was his friend, but also he he didn't mind killing Nick Fury <laughs> uh, in hopes to. Have Hydra succeed, uh, and uh, and he he says to Nick Fury, "Did you get the flowers I sent you?" You know when he walked in, it's like it's like he was shocked about the, by seeing him, but then he wouldn't allow him to know that he's shocked at, by seeing him. You know, he says, "Did you get the flowers I sent you?" So I thought that was a great line. I picked that up this time around watching it. So yeah, yeah. I, it was a great line. It was uh, overall, man. It was just. It was overall really good performances from everyone. They're, I feel like this movie has the most meat. I keep saying meat. That Marvel doesn't have a lot of meat. But I feel like this one had a lot. And, you know, that's why I really consider it the best one. And there's all, I mean, obviously, I, I like majority of the Marvel movies. But there's something special about The Winter Soldier. It didn't just feel like another MCU movie. It felt different. And... I still say that to this day. It feels different than most. But, you know, it's just that's how I feel about it. <laughs> All right. Uh, so that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to uh, pose that as a question. Uh, so is The Winter Soldier the best Marvel movie? And uh, if you're watching right now, you want to comment, please comment. Let me know. Or do you feel that Black Panther is the best Marvel movie? Do you feel that um, I'm trying to think of Ragnarok, perhaps. Uh, I've seen somebody says that Thor Ragnarok is their favorite Marvel film. Um, is it strangely? Could it be Doctor Strange for some people? I, I wouldn't know of anyone that thinks that. Uh, but I mean, it could be. I mean, it was fun watch. It was a fun watch, but uh, when, I, when I initially saw it, but it wasn't the best. I, I think watched a few, though. Yeah, yeah, really. yeah, go ahead. I know a lot of people could want to say Endgame was the best. But did you like Endgame better than you did Infinity War? Wait a minute. Uh, Fuzz Aldrin says the best Marvel movie was Iron Man 1. I can't agree. I can't. You can't agree. I can't. He says I, he can't agree. I think that it's a, it's top five Marvel film, but I don't think there's number one. I think number one would be Winter Soldier. I think that. I, I would put it in my top in the 10. Running. You you think it's top 10? It doesn't make you five? I don't think so. I think there's a few other. I like Guardians better. I like, it sounds like we have a list in the future. <laughs> I, mean, I don't have it on top of my head or anything, but no, no, I do no. like Guardians better. I like Civil War better. Uh, Thor Ragnarok better. Um, you know, there's a few others. Black Panther better. <laughs> but uh, what was your what was your question? Um, there's no Marvel without Iron Man One. Well, uh, today there's no Marvel without Spider Man. So <laughs> this is true. This is true. 
Brandon, another point for Brandon because you know they didn't. So, like, if it wasn't for, honestly, if it was, I'm gonna just kick it back to say, if it wasn't for X Men back in '90, whatever, whenever it came out, '95 or '94 or whatever, it uh, that was 2000, man. 2000. The very first X Men movie was that two thousand. Mm-hmm. I felt like it was older than that. So, uh, Blade so uh, was, I think Blade so, was the actual first Marvel comic book made. So Blade was in uh, the nineties. Um, yeah, and then uh, obviously we had Superman. Uh, I'm thinking DC, but Superman, uh, and then we had Batman. But there wasn't really big. Then you have Blade, and then you have eventually X Men. Yeah. Uh, started the resurgence of Marvel movies uh, or Marvel properties. Um, and uh, so I, I think, yeah, give it to, to X-Men more than Blade in a sense, because I don't think that I never thought of Blade as Marvel at the time. I never thought of Blade as a Marvel character, as I thought it was just like a, a vampire uh, a, a film. You know, that's what I thought about it is. But, but X-Men always completely associated with Marvel, even though it wasn't, you know what I'm saying? Same with Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire. I always associated it with Marvel. And so I think you got to give love to those films that, uh, that because if it wasn't for that spark of people liking those, I don't think that we would have an MCU today. Yeah, I mean, that's true. I mean, I mean, it's true. <laughs> But they would have sold them to Sony and Fox. You wouldn't have an MCU. Buzz, come on, man. Iron Man launched the biggest franchise in the world. Y'all bugging. <laughs> yes, it may have launched it. Doesn't mean it's the best one. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Hey, you it, can't argue no. with that. But I'm not arguing question? that it was the first technical MCU film. I'm just saying... I don't think it's the best MCU film. No, like like something that I watch over and over again is Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't watch Iron Man over and over again. I'm just saying, cause I just love Guardians that much. I just thought it's such a fun movie. I don't get, I, I never get bored with that movie. Uh, but um, what was your question, though? Me or Buzz? Buzz. Oh yeah, I was asking if you thought Endgame was better than Infinity War. Uh, did I think Endgame was better than Infinity War? Uh, it's hard to say that because I feel like you need both of them in order to tell the complete story. Oh, you definitely need both. Uh, but uh, I think that, uh, yeah, I think that Endgame is better because uh, it it ends in such a way. I don't know, man, because the way that Infinity War ended was like it 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 made you feel hurt. The way that, not saying that Endgame doesn't, doesn't, but like with the snap, and then people start like dusting away, and you don't know what that means. You're like, oh my goodness, what's going on? And I'm like, did they just literally just kill all their properties? You know, but uh, but then like with Endgame, uh, that moment with Tony just brings everything together, and uh, it's just. I haven't really watched. I watched it only once before, once after seeing it in theaters, um, and I don't know. No, I haven't. I don't think I have. I don't think I have watched it since. I don't think I have watched it since. Um, but I just, man, it's just 
it was a hard moment to watch. And then like the end, it made you excited to see where Marvel goes with it. But now we know that Marvel hadn't. Come on, Marvel, what you doing, dude? <laughs> get 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 on it, bro. Don't, can't Eternals us? That's weird, dude. Don't do that. But uh, don't do that. <laughs> don't don't don't. And then Shang Chi, yes, you came out the gate with some good stuff. But the Eternals, that's like that's like that's like, like the that's like the dark world of you the know, new they, Marvel phase. They're giving these other minority characters a chance on the big screen though i mean I, i'm cool with that but eternals is just it's just boring i am not looking forward to when we get to watch it that again i'm not looking forward to that one i am i'm looking forward to it. i liked it myself so but but uh so winter soldier you say is the best uh marvel movie in your opinion uh, i think it is I, I i mean what what is it about it that makes it the best for you I think for me, it's it's just the the aspect of it. It feels like, and I hate to say it because I'm probably gonna upset people, but it you feels mean, like a when, you say, when you say people, you mean fuzz? You know, upset fuzz? No, no, I'm not talking about fuzz. I'm talking about actual, you know, majority of the MCU fan base. Okay. When I say this, I feel that Winter Soldier is a real movie compared to the rest of the MCU films, where MCU films really feel more like popcorn family fun this one felt like a legit real movie yeah I don't it, mean it any disrespect it feels it feels cinematic uh it feels like man that this that chase scene and it's the russo brothers that did this one right yeah um uh the chase scene by by itself was like amazing you're like like that you felt Man, they are trying to kill Nick Fury. And then, like, when you see the uh, Winter Soldier standing there, uh, and then, like, when he gets shot, and then, like, the hospital scene, like, I remember watching that thing, and, oh, they just killed Nick Fury. I didn't, you know, I never thought, well, he ain't dead. You know, because I just think about seeing that at the time. You're like, oh, they just killed him. <laughs> at the time, they were teasing a lot of deaths as well, so... His hasn't come to pass yet. <laughs> yeah. it's, I, I feel it's probably coming sooner than later, though. I mean, with his age and everything. Yeah, I think I think uh, like that's why I said it's it's about time they're going to pass over um, the director to I say Hill is the next next in line to do it because Agent Coulson is gone for sure. Uh, ooh, we got Guardians next. I can't wait. Um, yeah, I was but, looking uh, it up. I think we got Guardians one and two next, as far as timeline goes. Yeah, I don't know. You you can look it up yourself, but no, I, you're right. I'm looking right at it. It's Guardians one, two, and then we got uh, Age of Ultron. Yeah, which uh, I, let's I did talk not know that was let's, the actual timeline for. God, I didn't know it was back to back like that. Let's talk about uh, the. Let's talk about the, you know, end credit scene. We get a look at the Scarlet Witch, and um, also um, the Silver Silver Surfer. Is that what his name? What's his name? What's his name? What is this? It's been doing better, say, but uh, I can't think. I want to say his name is Silver Surfer. No, no, that's that's a Fantastic Four oh. uh, villain. Uh, Fudge, Fudge, you got it. Anybody watching? 
Listening. First, first, <laughs> first, man. first, like, first, says, man, younger, don't do that to Iron Man, bro. I'm at home. Uh, no, I can't remember him. He, <clears throat> he's like the Flash, right? Quicksilver, I mean, Quicksilver, Quicksilver, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, and now I don't mind him, but X Men did it better with his character. Yeah. Um. Which it's Magneto's son and daughter. Of course, they didn't put that in the MCU, but that's who. So it is comic book wise. Um, I love Scarlet Witch though, but I didn't really care for them in Age of Ultron, or no. and I didn't really know who they were at the end credit scene. So going back and watch, I actually forgot they were in it. Yeah, me too. Credit scene. So I was like, oh, that's cool. That's interesting. Setting up Age of Ultron. That's which I think is probably the least. Favorite Avengers film? Yeah, I would say that's. I would say the majority feel that way because it's it's really hard to top the first one. Just them coming together and Infinity War and Endgame. I mean, you know, you can't really top that. Well, well, we get in Ultron. We at least get Vision. I think that's where we get Vision. Um, Yeah, and you also get Captain and Captain America and Iron Man really button heads, which leads to Civil War. Yeah, I can't wait for it though. I can't because yeah. it's all leading to something. Yeah, I, I love, I love everything. Nothing, nothing in these next few movies is like throwaway. Everything, everything. No, even like the Guardian, that. even the Guardians. Uh, at least Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one, has the Tesseract. So uh, no, it's the Affinity. Uh, it's one of the um, stones. I forget which one it is. I thought it was the Tesseract, uh, but I might be wrong on that. Uh, on what Stone I mean, is. Far, well, in my opinion, I don't think we get any more throwaway movies, period, th- that I can remember. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know you don't like Black Widow as much or Eternals, but I wouldn't say they're throwaway. No, it's not throwaway because at least Black Widow gives me, um, you know, uh, the new Widow. So, you know, and that's going to, y'all plucked Iron Man. <laughs> And now you need a fact check. You're better than that. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. I, thank you for staying with us. I love you, Fuzz. Seriously. Um, but uh, Fuzz is like unofficially like the third host of this podcast. I love it. <laughs> but uh, he's, he's, he's here. He's like loyal too, man. So that's awesome. But uh, yeah. Um, what were we saying though? Yeah, so we got a next a good slate coming up. Uh, I guess we can go ahead and give our marks because um, we spoke about it. Last, la- I guess you can give your last thoughts with your mark. So, well, okay, I will say uh, when Cap saves Winter Soldier, they have a yeah, little brief moment. Talk about that. Yeah. So um, first, let, let's let, before you go there, I gotta talk about. All right. So when Cap. Uh, says Bucky and he kind of noticed him says I remember him I know him somewhere but then they they erase they re erase his memory and reprogram him and then uh then like Cap saves Bucky uh you know but then Bucky starts beating on him and then like uh Cap says um uh I'm gonna be with you to the end or something like that yeah uh and uh Bucky stops throw back to the to when they were friends before they went to war in the first yeah. Avenger, that's what Bucky told him. So he's just trying to, you know, remind him <laughs> getting his memory, getting it. Cause it's, it's foggy. It's, he's had so much done to him and it's sad. It is. 
I think it's the saddest story in the MCU is what happened to Bucky Barnes. Uh, it's truly sad. And, and you, you're just hoping that Captain America, Steve, can get to him, you know, can bring him out of this. And kind of does, but kind of doesn't at this point. Yeah. Um, at this point, it, you, it leaves you with, well, you know that if Buck, you know Bucky isn't, he broke through to him a bit. To, to a point where he saves him, he consciously saves him versus killing him. Yeah. Uh, but he doesn't like, but he leaves him on the side of the, on the side of the water, you know, uh, but, and he's in the wind. Um, but yeah. I just thought it was a great moment though, when they were fighting and, and, and Captain's like, I'm not going to fight you anymore. You know, I thought that was a great moment. And, when Cap's in the water and of course Bucky saves him and he walks on that end credit scene though with him looking at his self in the museum it's like man it is a revelation to him it's like who uh, am I really and he's got a lot of questions which... I'm sorry I didn't see a message on uh Facebook I'm sorry is I didn't see one I've been watching it several times but uh Latrell Shirley my cousin says the elevator fight scene with Captain America is great. Uh, it was ex- it was an excellent scene. Yeah, um, it was. But yeah, no, I agree with you. I think that, um, and it kind of gets you excited to see what happens with Bucky. And now we know, obviously, like, like you, I guess there's always, and we get that more in Civil War. Civil War, is he really cured? Is he not? You know, you know, is yeah. it safe to be around this guy? And people don't really know how to handle him. It's a great story arc in Civil War because, you know, you find out revelations what he actually did to a certain member of the Avengers family. Um, it puts Cap in the middle of it and he's got to make a choice, you know, but we'll get there soon. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I look but, forward to it, though. I look forward to that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm ready to give our marks um, while we still have battery. Um, Shocking. So, Shocking. Yeah. I'm going to give this movie... Five markouts out of five. I uh, absolutely think that it was an excellent film. It's the best Marvel film that there there is. Um, uh, just not because of just the action and everything, but story wise, the story is engaging. If you didn't, if you could have all the action stuff in it, it still would be an engaging story. Um, and I yeah. think that that um, it's well acted. Uh, it introduces Anthony Mackie's character, and I think he had a strong strong outing. And it made you like, okay, Falcon, this guy's interesting, you know. Yeah, I care uh, more about Falcon than I did Rhodey. Yeah, yes. Yeah. And it's not a shot at Iron Man, Fuzz. I'm just saying I cared more about his sidekick character. But uh, uh, <laughs> Fuzz is going to come at you. He's about to, he's going to say, let's go, Brandon, and mean you. Uh, but <laughs> I'm just saying I cared more. I thought he... His character was written better. I'll put it that way. Yeah. Um, yeah, but one person we did not talk about was really Black Widow. And did you like her in this movie? Before I give my marks. Um, yeah, I mean, it seemed like her and Steve flirted with a, uh, an idea of a, of a relationship. But uh, just that's how she, she played it off. But um I mean, she was just okay. I guess she—it's not her strongest outing, to me. I mean, it was okay, but it wasn't. 
sadly to say, I really wasn't in, invested in her as much as I was Steve, or as much as I was Anthony Mackie, or as much as I was anyone else. But I think you <laughs> will respect it when we get to Civil War, why she chooses to side with Captain instead of Iron Man. And I think it has a lot to do with their bond in this movie. Mm. Uh, this is the reason why she does. So I think it'll come back, be a callback to the Winter Soldier. I, I liked her. I mean, I agree it's not her best outing. I think her best outing probably it may be Endgame or Infinity War. I, I kind of put them together. I think that's probably her best. What's your but marks? marks would be five out of five. Right. <laughs> Brandon trying to test the limits of this battery, man. <laughs> it, it just now said 30%, but that don't mean nothing. But, uh, but yeah, okay. Uh, well, next week uh, we will have Guardians of the Galaxy, and then we got the Dead Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, um, and then we have uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron, and we'll keep going from there. Uh, but in in the meantime, and in between time, Aaron Whitlow, Brandon Spivey, thank you for marking out with us here on the Mark Out Movie Podcast. Peace. <laughs>